Today is April 18th, 2020, and it is 3.30 in the morning. The reason why I am whispering is because I have a guest in the next room, and I don't want to awaken them, and so I'll be up for a while. So I woke up because I had the craziest dream. And in the dream, there was Donald Trump. And I was taller than he he was. And um, he had sold a piece of land to a foreign country. In other words, he sold a piece of America to a foreign country. And I was asking him, how could he do that? And he told me his answer, but I don't remember what it was. And it was as if my eyes were God's eyes looking at him and he was so busy in his arrogance that he didn't realize the mistake that he had made I looked to the side and there was a baby but the baby was not mine's but it was mine's and the baby was wrapped up in a blanket and sleeping I picked the baby up and I put the baby on my chest because I wanted the baby to connect with me. And I was waiting for the baby to do so on its own. And then I looked to the side again and there was Donald Trump still in his arrogance. And as he was being boastful, I took a bottle of aspirin and dropped it. The bottle had burst open when it hit the ground. Some of the pills disintegrated. Some of them were just broken. And then I woke up from the dream. And I was saying to myself, I hope Donald Trump does not sell a piece of America to another country. And... I instinctively understood that aspirin represented the break in that, <clears throat> excuse me, the break in the healthcare system. And I think that the baby just meant people, God's people, God's creation. And for some reason, I began to think about the world, different cultures, different continents, different people and all their personality. I began to think about the pandemic and how there's people who are turning to God only because there's a problem. There's some people who've always looked to God and there's some people who are not taking it seriously. They're not taking the pandemic seriously. 
which is kind of like a symbol of people not taking God, heaven, and hell seriously. And then I began to feel a righteous indignation. And I said, you know, this is not my world. The way that things are going with the 5G towers and the food and the water and people with money, poor people, people don't really help each other. Everybody has to look out for themselves when they really should be helping each other. And if I were God looking down on earth, I would be mad and hurt at what I was seeing with people. I will want people of all cultures and all genders and all religions to stick with each other and to help each other, whether it's a crisis or not. And then I begin to wonder, does God feel that way? When God looks at the earth, when he looks at his creation, the human race, is he feeling righteous indignation? I know that I can only speak for myself and say, I don't like this world. Whatever this world is, I don't like it. It's not my world. But I still have a will to live. I have hopes that I never see the day of martial law. I have hopes that I don't see the day of a new world order. But the way that things are turning out, it's going that way. I mean, just 30 years ago, we didn't have technology. There were no, no cell phones, no computers, no Wi-Fi, no robots. We didn't have these things. We just had each other. And I'm quite sure the generation before me didn't have what I had 30 years ago. They didn't have television. They didn't have a telephone. They didn't have a washer and dryer. They didn't have a microwave. They had each other. But as time evolves, more technology is brought in. And the more technology is brought in, the more wicked people become. I don't know why that happens. It's supposed to make life easier. Or better. But it doesn't. Just brings more division. Which brings me to my next topic. Division and separation. Which is the name of this topic. I just decided that just now. <laughs> and so I was thinking about. My non-existent relationship with my mother. There was a day earlier this week. Where she called me. I didn't feel like being bothered. So I just didn't answer the phone. The next day, she called me. It wasn't even 7.30 in the morning. And I thought something was wrong. Because she never calls me that early. And when I answered the phone, she sounds stressed and all types of things. And she was like, what's wrong with you? And I said, I'm sleeping. And she said, oh, I was up all night. Thought someone had murdered you. I said, what? No one murdered me. For what? I don't bother anyone. And no one's going to take my kidneys because, you know, I, I smoke cigarettes and I'm 42 years old. No one wants my kidneys. Put it on a black market. They're not going to make 
any money. No one's murdering me. <laughs> but I remember, and I, I extended an apology to her because I know what anxieties feel like. Um, and I remember being shocked because I was like, oh, she cares? I'm surprised. And then God sent me another person to tell me uh, that they care. And the ladies, she said to me, see, I care about you. And I said, oh, I'm surprised. You know, it's very surprising to me because these people, they don't emotionally connect. And it's not because they don't know how. It's because they don't want to. And so when they say that they care, but they don't emotionally connect, it's confusing to me. To me, it's like they don't care. But then I had to realize that different people have different ways of showing that they care. Even if it doesn't look that way to me. Even if it's not up to my standards. Even if it's not what I would do. That does not mean that a person does not care. And then I began to think about my friend, my acquaintance, pardon me, that I had mentioned in a previous podcast that um, I, you know, is because of his level of arrogance and all of the things that he told me he was not going to do. And he was unwavering uh, in the things that he had decided that he was not going to do. And he actually missed the mark with me in displaying to me, in my love language, that he cared. And so I took it, his behavior, as he does not care. And so... I, you know, I thought about it and I said, all of these things he does is just showing me separation and division. How the hell does he care? The things that my mother did, it was showing me separation and division. She was always against me when I was younger. She was always against me. It wasn't until she got into the relationship that she's in now that it changed. All I've seen was separation and division. My soul never got what it needed. And even in my career in healthcare, you know, I have these supervisors and doctors that, and these registered nurses, they don't care. They just want to work me like I'm a machine. They think that I don't have a life. They don't care what I'm experiencing. They don't care about my mental health or my emotional health. They don't care. I just need to show up to work so that they can build the person's insurance company. It's about money. It's about politics. They don't care. And so I'm in an emotionally disconnected career that is a mirror of my relationship with my mother and a mirror of my relationships with some of my friends 
and a mirror, actually, of the relationship with the men that I date. It's emotionally disconnecting. And I'm not sad about it. And I think it's because my heart and my mind was prepared to accept and face this information going back about two weeks ago, two, three weeks ago, when God gave me the revelation that my mother never actively wanted to have children. She had another reason for wanting to have children. And so when God gave me that revelation, I wasn't hurt. I was really stressed more than anything else. And so now that I get this information, you know, about my career and my friendships, I'm not hurt. I'm just wondering, how do I fix it? How do I move forward? What is my first step? What does that look like? What do I do? How do I heal? Which way do I turn? I don't know. And there's a part of me that says, does God feel this way? Does God feel emotionally disconnected from his creation? The human race? Male and female, young and old? Muslim? Presbyterian, Baptist, Christian, of course an atheist. Does God feel disconnected? The baby in the dream that I had, I held the baby to my bosom. And I was waiting for the baby to emotionally connect with me. Is God waiting for the human race? to emotionally connect with him. For that, my heart breaks. Anybody that knows me knows that I love God. Through all of my mistakes and flaws and imperfections, I still have a heart for God. And so, I don't know what to do, but I do know that I look forward to talking to my therapist this week. <laughs> so if you're going through something like this, which is really just acceptance, it's really just acceptance. You gotta face it. You gotta face the truth. As there's something on the other side of pain. Pain will only last but for so long. The Bible says weeping may endure for a night but joy comes in the morning. 
But if you find yourself just going through a phase where you have to face and accept the truth, no matter how painful it is, just know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And just let the emotions pass through you. Just allow the stress to pass. Allow the anxieties to pass. Just allow the depression to pass. Flashbacks will happen. And they don't happen for no reason at all. Even if you were to do something to distract you. A relationship, a hobby, work. The moment you keep still and it's quiet, the flashback is going to happen. You can run, but you cannot hide. Just be still and just let it all pass through you and pass by. Shalom.